When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is July 6th, 2021, the Great American Bash. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Dima Diva. Isa, welcome to the show, everybody. Great American Bash. Alfred, you pumped? You feeling it? Uh, it was a fun show. It was a good, nice American. A little late because we just had the July 4th holiday, but uh, it was true. a fun show. It's true. Isa? Very, it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was a fun show. A lot of things were went as expected. So, but a lot of fun wrestling. It's good. Well, and hit row. Yeah, oh, I love what a, what a mistake. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what a mistake to put on Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> after hit row. Hit row, who demonstrates if your characters and your shtick and your presence is good enough, you don't even need to wrestle. You can steal the show. They did yep. a whole concert. I, that's what I thought they were going with that. They, they should have gone longer. They should have. Yeah, Entire show, hit row, just nonstop cipher, start to finish, two hours. Yeah, I would. I will. I will pay to see it. They could. They could bring in D twelve. Yeah. I want to see more ciphers, but I want them to be like on location. I thought this was fine in the live event arena. I thought that was great. And I mean, you know, Top Dollar has a. It's really a future in hip-hop. He's an excellent rapper. I mean, not even just for WWE. Just as a rapper, I thought was very good. But like with BET, when they do the BET ciphers, they just do yeah. them at like an on-location yeah. where they're all kind of coordinated in some way. So I want to see more of that, really. Yeah. On the BET ones, since we're talking about this. Now, the Hamilton one was probably the famous one when they had Lin-Manuel and some of the cast. That's what it, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they seem pre-written. Oh, yeah. They pretty much always are. I think. <laughs> They do fashion it like it's a freestyle, but you know, yeah, they're not going right, to freestyle right. for BET awards when they're on national television. They're going to they're gonna do a cipher to make it loose, but it's pretty much everybody's writing their stuff. Right. See, back in my day, that was that was against the rules. Like, bump. you can't just start busting out pocket rhymes. Like, you got to come up with this stuff. And you better reference things that are there in the room so people know you're making this up. Right. Yeah. That's 100%. Got to be in the moment. Got to be in the moment. What if somebody visited the room before? Took notes. Oh, that's true. And they were like, okay, blue hat. So yeah, we yeah. The blue hat. And that guy's fat. Cool cat. Okay, cool. I got the train. I got the whole thing. It's going. Yeah. It's going. It's working. You never know. When we used to do it during our live set in the band days, uh, I did have like a pocket rhyme routine for our freestyle segment. But we would kind of improvise a song and a chorus. But I would always be like, okay, city name. Talk about like highways that we took to get here. Like, so it change it. It was like Mad Libs a little bit. Like, I'd work in details. Oh, can you freestyle for us to start? I am not doing that right now. Why? Because who knows what might come out of my mouth? In honor of Hero. It's been a while. (laughs) There are things that, you know, it's all good. But we're just talking the game. We're just talking the game. I don't remember. We're just talking technique here. Uh, But that being said, there's, there's a lot to dive into tonight. Very enjoyable show. We saw the battery. The battery is charged. He said the rapid charging. The rapid charger, finally. Yeah, well, time she got one. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Uh, so, first, though, what's in the news? 
Well, a uh, pretty busy day in the news, very sad day in the news, as I'm sure you've all heard. Jimmy Uso has been uh, arrested again on suspicion of DUI. He was arrested in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, on Monday at around 1035 Eastern, he blew a 205, where the legal limit in Florida is 0.08. Of course, this is not the first time that Jimmy Uso has had a run-in with the law uh, related to a DWI or DUI suspicion. Uh, in September of 2011, he was arrested in Hillsborough County, Florida, in charge of the DUI. In January of 2018, he got a DWI in Hidalgo County, Texas. In February of 2019, he was arrested in Detroit, Michigan, where he was actually tased during a traffic stop by a policeman where he squared up against him. Uh, in January, July of 2019, he was arrested near Pensacola, Florida, where he was found not guilty. And then we have the incident uh, this past weekend where he was arrested after being pulled over approximately 10.35. And uh, this is a very sad story because of the amount of times it's happened. He's such a talent. You guys hear me sing his praises. I think he's the best part of this Roman Reigns storyline in terms of how he performs. But I really don't want to see him back on TV until he gets the help yeah. that he clearly needs. And I definitely don't want to see WWE make this into any type of storyline, which is always a temptation. And you've seen how many times this has happened. Like It's time for WWE, I think, to step in and really kind of uh, help this guy and, and help him get the help they need before he even returns to TV, Issa? Yeah, I mean, based on, on, on what he tested, 205, I mean, this is insane. This this is beyond I had a drink and decided to drink, to drive, you know? And and a lot of people say every time you get caught, that's 100 times that you probably got away with it. Then how many times has he been out there, you know, driving like this? And where is your support circle? Because somebody needs to really do an intervention and stop this from happening. Um, I, I'm with you on this. If 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 he needs, I don't want to speculate, but it just if it, it seems that way. If there's if he right. needs some help, go get it. Right now, it seems like we're gonna tell a story with Roman and Edge, and with Roman and John Cena, take him off TV. Edge just beat the living hell out of him. That's a great way to write him off. Let him get the help that he needs and come back when he's ready to be able yeah. to handle this. Because I feel like going back on the road might make this issue even worse. Mm, yeah, good point. And no shame. There is no shame in putting things on hold to get your shit together. Yep. Yeah, and if there's any window to do it, I mean, they just had Edge really kind of brutally attack him this past Friday on SmackDown. They've been doing that thing where Jay disappear and Jimmy. So, I mean, for storyline purposes, it wouldn't be hard to just write him out. But, I mean, I'm more concerned for Jonathan Fatu, the man, than, than what's going on. Because it's really scary to hear this time and again. And it's now, I think it should be a priority that this guy needs to hopefully get right or, or whatever needs to happen for these DUI arrests to stop happening. Um, yeah. He needs to take advantage of that. And it's easier than ever. I mean, that's the thing. It's like not to harp on this, but I mean, come on. This isn't, you know, you don't have to call a cab. There's an app in your phone. Right. It's so easy nowadays. You know, it is so easy nowadays to not make those choices that you really question. And it's in, it, it was in Pensacola. So you could take an Uber and take an Uber right back the next morning and go get yeah. your car. He was near yeah. home, which is why I say this on the road is not a good idea. You at least, I mean, you don't even know where you're driving around some of these cities, you know? So I don't know. I just, I, I, it hurt my heart. Like you said, for the man himself, because we've seen it so many times when I read the headline this morning, it was such a disappointment. Yeah. I mean, look at alcoholism. I don't think we stress this enough. I mean, addiction is a disease, get the help, get the treatment that you need, but first and foremost, stop putting other people in jeopardy. Stop putting other people at risk. Yeah. Um, Justin Lopez, 499, saying the Usos were removed from TV, if I recall, from August to December the last time it happened. I wonder if it was he was getting help during that period. Yeah, we don't know. We don't yeah, know for all that. we know, it could have happened. There, there could have, you know, I don't want, want to speculate and say WWE has not helped them or anything like that. I don't know what goes yeah. on behind the scene, but clearly whatever has happened is not working. 
you know, and even when they do tough love, like when they go on TV and they had John Cena say that thing about how the Usos, I saw your mugshot, like literally three days after that, Jimmy Uso got pulled over for DUI. So, you know, yeah. that really doesn't work when WWE tries to involve people's personal lives on television, as we've seen with him and Jeff Hardy. So I, I just hope he gets the help. And I don't ever want to hear any type of DUI story because this is getting very scary. Yeah. It is. And he also needs to want to help himself. He might have gotten the help back then, but he might have not been ready for that help. So hopefully this is a wake-up call when you're at the height of your career, this kind of thing's happening. And, and what could have happened is even worse. So maybe it's a wake-up call and he decides he's finally ready to make some changes. Yeah, and he absolutely needs to take accountability for himself, too. And what's especially scary is that Jay Uso has a history of DUIs as well. Like, you would think that's enough of a wake-up call where his twin brother, the guy he's closer to than anybody, has dealt with similar problems in the past. You would think that's some kind of wake-up call, but the fact that he continues to struggle really tells you that it might be a real struggle that he's going through. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Um, so what else is in the news? Oh, we do have one more story. Another sad story. I'm sorry. Uh, legendary Terry Funk is reportedly suffering from dementia. Don Morocco on his Magnificent podcast reported this and it was confirmed by PW Insider. Uh, Terry Funk later did provide a quote through Tommy Dreamer, which I absolutely <laughs> love this quote. And I hope we can find some, you know, a levity in this. But he said, I'm currently sitting in an assisted living facility place with my thumb up my ass whistling Dixie, but I don't remember the words. That is, he can cut a promo while still having dementia. That's why he's one of the greatest of all time. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I was so I was so upset by the news and then I get on Twitter and I see that tweet from Tommy Dreamer and I couldn't help but to smile, you know. Um I, he, Tommy Dreamer also said he's in good health, you know, this is it, it, he's going to decline over time, but at least right now he's doing good. But it is sad news and thoughts and prayers to his family. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. So on a kinder note, Great American Bash. What a transition. I know. I know. <laughs> You were out Friday. What were you doing Friday? Oh, I was out uh, hanging out with family. It was, you know, 4th of July, so they were over. We were out in Hermosa Beach. We went, uh, you know, all over Southern California. We had a good time. Nice. Very exciting. Amazing. Issa, what did you do over the weekend? Uh, nothing. Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> it really is. We watched so many movies this weekend, and then when my wife would go to bed, I watched. I watched uh, last week after my wife went to bed. Uh, Alfred, I watched Defending Your Life and Lost in America. Oh, wow. Are you a big Albert Brooks fan? You watch much of that? No, not huge, but I know, I know what you're referencing. Yeah, I mean, Defending Your Life, well, that's what got ripped torn the role in Larry Sanders. Right. was his right. performance in that film. But those two movies are just so, so fantastic. What was the movie that ripped torn got like a, in an actual fight with a guy and like tried to kill him? Easy like, Rider. That was, okay, Easy Rider. Yeah, Easy Rider. You got pulled the knife on Dennis Hopper, I believe. That's what it was. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper told the story. Rip torn uh, sued him for that. So no, watch yeah. that. And I finally watched Drive this past weekend, speaking of Albert Brooks. Oh, yeah, I finally seen Drive. That was a very, very good movie. I wish I'd seen that when it first came out. Uh, but yeah, overall, the holiday weekend was good. I'm glad we're all here. I'm glad we're all together. Good night of wrestling tonight on Great American Bash. Opening with the NXT Tag Team titles, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus MSK. MSK retaining. Issa, what did you think of this match? I mean, I thought the match was so much fun until it ended in a freaking roll-up. What is going on with these roll-ups? We win Hell in a Cells with roll-ups now. We win titles. We retain titles. No, I didn't like the ending. Whoever I was rooting for, Champa and, and Thatcher, we discussed that last week. I really think Champa needs to become a little bit relevant again. But MSK is so much fun to watch that I feel like if you're going to give them a victory over, over these two, it should have been a little more defining than a roll-up. That being said, it was a hot star, and they had a lot of good chemistry in the ring. It was fun to watch. MSK is a lot of fun to watch in the ring, no matter who they're going against 
Yeah, I absolutely love this match. I was surprised at how quickly they just got in a second gear because I expected this to kind of be at Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa's pace. But, I mean, mm. those guys are so good they could wrestle at anybody's pace. And I love that this is more of an MSK match than, like, a Timothy yeah. Thatcher. And, and they did great in their roles. So they did a good job putting him over. I, I agree with the fact that it kind of ended abruptly with that roll-up. But I really, really like this match. I thought this was a perfect way to start the show. I think it was going too long, and that's why they just wanted to end it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that could I mean, that could have been it, and maybe that's just what they had planned. It does fit that it was this kind of high-octane match that kind of ended with a quick, surprising finish. So, and, and you know, MSK is um, considerably smaller than, I guess, uh, Thatcher, who took the pin. Yeah. Where does MSK go from here? It's interesting. They got a lot of good tag teams. I'm sure the Grizzled Young Vets are, I mean, they keep saying soon to be. They've been saying that for, what, two years now? So Hit maybe Row. Didn't Hit Row them? mention them in their yeah. freestyle? Hit Row mentioned no, something Row. about Row. Oh, I was going to say Hit Row, be, Hit Row should have all the gold. Yeah, I love that. Seriously. I mean, lean into it, right? And we'll, and we'll even talk about Karrion Cross uh, in a bit in this promo that he got tonight. Bear Hudson, $5. Chris Paul just injured his leg. Wow, another NBA injury. Who do you think should be Karrion Cross? And should he drop the title at TakeOver? Isa? Um, I was thinking about Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> so, and that's sad, but it's not yeah, that sad. Know, it's, man. Not, it's not that sad. Um, I don't think anybody is on that level yet to really say, oh, this is the clear-cut person that should be carrying cross for the title in NXT. I thought they were building um, Pete Dunn towards that, but they seem to have taken a step back. So I actually really couldn't mention a name on, on top of my head right now. I mean, there's some big guys in this um, in this tournament that's coming up. Maybe we'll get a rookie to kind of like surprise everybody and take it from him. Yeah, my answer is the same as yours. He said nobody. I don't think anybody should. If this is the plan with carrying Cross, they're going to build him into a monster. I, I don't think anybody should beat him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about this, but he do needs to stop cutting promos. Like, <laughs> really? He didn't like tonight? Uh, you know, no. too much? I thought when he would just came out there and sort of growl and be like yeah. shirtless and sweaty, like with Scarlet. That was a pretty good, it's a pretty good monster look. But now they've got him in the suit. He's not looking as vicious as he did. But like mystery, mystery is your friend when you're a yeah, killer. Absolutely. You know, you get to know the guy too much, and uh, it's just not as not as intimidating anymore. You know. Tim Mickles, uh, though, with uh, distracting me, saying that I watched the verses between Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat. I need to find that and watch that immediately after the show. <laughs> that, was pretty good. that was the one that just happened. I think I heard. I heard good things. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to check that out. Verses has been really fun. It has been really fun. It's been. It, I watched bits and pieces, um, pieces of it, and it was good. I saw I, the Bow Wow Soldier Boy one, and that was just. Cool. I mean, it got kind of awkward because they were kind of sniffing at each other, and, but it was a lot of fun to watch. I'll say that. I couldn't sleep. This was like a year and a half ago. I was in a hotel room in New York and I was like reading about Bobby Brown as, as I often do in the members of new edition. Uh, And uh, then it was like, Bobby Brown has a hot sauce and food company. And I ordered like $300 of Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, hot sauce and spices. Cause you gotta support the man. You gotta support the man. It's actually pretty good. Hot sauce is pretty good. I'm going to bring ribs to Vegas and I'm going to have the the hot sauce with that. Yeah. (laughs) Team Bobby, man. Can we just go to like one of the buffets or something? Like you don't have to bring them. There's plenty of restaurants we can just all go to and then just have Glenn bring in the sauce. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm oh, sorry. No, I was just saying we'll go to get a buffet and then Issa can have the hot sauce in her bag. We could just put the hot sauce in Issa's bag and then we'll use it when we need it. I was watching the other night. Came up with my suggestions because I watched the Vegas YouTube how to beat the buffet on the Food Theory channel, and they're talking about these ways to condition yourself to eat more. 
And I'm just like, oh my God, this is how I live my life. Where it was like, have like a light breakfast and then like an hour later, drink a soda and then just sort of sit around and do nothing. And you'll be good to just, you know, like demolish a buffet in no time. And I was like, oh my God, this is how I'm eating. This explains so much why I have trouble taking off the weight. I'm just in buffet mode all the time. <laughs> buffet mode? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. But yeah, yeah mode. get Otis a buffet mode shirt. <laughs> I think that gimmick could be over. And no, uh, Sergio, it is not called the Don't Be Cruel Hot Sauce, but <laughs> or I would buy a case and just hand it out to everybody. Uh, so we got William Regal out there with Samoa Joe, Gargano and Karrion Cross. Samojo is going to be the special referee for the match for the NXT title next week. And this promo, the thing about like, oh, you know, your wife, do your wife's jeans, like Karrion Cross is a killer. He is a vicious man. Why is he out there? This is like, um, remember when Roman like cut the promo against Rusev and stuff. And it was like, Roman doesn't need, this isn't, this isn't a good use of your time. Like this is not making you seem cool. I think if you seem almost above things, you seem larger than life. But if you're just sort of getting into it and trying to drop clever one-liners, I don't know. I don't think that that's, I think that's beneath him. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought, I, I thought maybe the mentioning of the wives was going to bring Scarlett and, and Candace Lorraine to this later on. Maybe this is how we're starting it. That's the only way that I can like picture this, right? Because he said, Oh, you couldn't lace my wife's boot. Well, guess what? Mine can. And then they'll go at it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe that that's why I felt the mentioning of the wife was in there somewhere. Maybe it's leading to something, uh, but that's just me probably overanalyzing to try to make it make sense. Why would this killer that could just literally eat <laughs> um, Johnny Gargano for breakfast out here cutting those stupid lines? That's the only sense I could make out of that. Again, every time you put Samoa Joe in a segment and there's a stare down, that's all I want to see. It's becoming so distracting at this point that you don't care about the NXT champion. You care about Samoa Joe. When can he wrestle again? It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Samoa yeah. Joe and Cross is the money match. Gargano. Yeah. Alfred, what do you think of this? That's exactly what this felt like, Glenn, uh, is that this match with Johnny Gargano is a backdrop to Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, which I'm now convinced is going to happen sometime down the road. I don't know anything you guys don't know, but the way they're setting this thing up with, I mean, Johnny Gargano, God love him, and he's one of the greatest of all time in NXT. As a challenger, I don't think WWE or NXT have done less for anybody as a yeah. challenger. Last week, he was basically murdered twice on television, where it's like he's already going to go in as an underdog on paper. And so now he has no chance. The only reason I think that he could possibly win the title is because Karrion Cross has been doing a lot of dark matches, and I read the dirt sheets and stuff like that. But on the merits of this storyline, Johnny Gargano has no chance, and I'm interested in whatever happens between Karrion Cross, Karrion Cross, and Samoa Joe. Yeah. And, in fact, Johnny Gargano has one angle to play in this match, and it's not how they're booking him. The one angle is to play him as the ultimate underdog, uh, like, like my favorite movie, Rudy. He, his body's so small, but his heart's so big. And he's just going to go in there and give it his all. And he's going to take down the monster. Instead, ooh, this reminds me of what I was watching last night. In 1986, Anthony Michael Hall made an action movie called Out of Bounds. He gets the wrong duffel bag and it's got heroin and drug dealers are chasing him. And Anthony Michael Hall's like mumbling through the movie and trying to be a badass. And apparently behind the scenes, the director had to pull him aside and be like, you're the geeky nerd. That's what makes this interesting. You're a geeky nerd being chased by drug dealers. Stop trying to be a tough guy. And that's how I felt watching Johnny Gargano tonight. Like, you're not cool. You're cool because you're uncool. Stop trying to be cool because you're not going to be as cool as this guy. And the fact that Karrion Cross is in there with the guy, this guy trying to be cool makes Karrion Cross less cool as well. 
I understand yeah. that. I did. I did like when um, when Regal announced Samoa Joe was going to be the referee, and Johnny Gargano just puffed and started screaming, "Joe, Joe, like, he's putting Joe over! He's putting over the ref!" Yeah, 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 I know, but but he feels like you know justice will be served because Samoa Joe is. He feels like Samoa Joe is on his side, and and I think that's gonna come back to bite him in the butt. Yeah, it wasn't the best use of these guys in terms of making this a battle of wits, which is basically is in like you don't want Carrie and Cross getting into like an argument with anybody and going back and forth on those merits. That's not going to pump him up as what they want him to be. You know, they want to see him just destroy people. I was very disappointed that this was a talking segment uh, after last week, but after yeah. what they did, Gargano, there's no way you could put this title on the, the, just the way. Even next week, I think is too soon. Like this guy doesn't have a chance. I don't know why they've done this to Johnny Gargano and then put him in. As a challenger, the only thing I could think of is that they're going to have some big angle with Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's all I'm thinking about because that's all I wanted to see out of all of this. It was yeah. just a, a Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. That is the money match out of all of this. And maybe we'll get to it. We'll see. I don't know. But this Samoa Joe is like teasing big time and he's aggravating me. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I'm finding it a little insulting. Unless they're playing Fortnite, I don't see uh, Gargano going over Karrion Cross. <laughs> <sighs> And I like Johnny Gargano, but I thought, you know, I think the way is a good gimmick as well, but you can't just put him in this one-on-one -on -one match. It just, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's no. nothing against Johnny Gargano with this. It's just the, the way he's being booked is is not as a number one contender who's going in, especially against a champion like this. I mean, he needs way more than he's gotten. He was yeah. probably the least likely out of the fatal five-way match that we just had. Johnny Gargano was the last one in the back of my brain that I will say, oh, that's the person that's going to go on and continue this feud one-on-one. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Pete Dunne or Adam Cole, not Johnny Gargano. It feels very filler to me. Pete Dunne has that weird sort of Killian Murphy-like danger about him. Like he just, Pete Dunne looks like a guy where he's like, well, it might not be the biggest, but he just looks like he, like he could literally just pull out a knife and start stabbing his opponent. <laughs> Here's a quick idea for Johnny Gargano. He likes to cosplay a lot for his big matches. Like last time, he dressed up like Shawn Michaels. I think next week he should dress up like Kevin Nash, the night he ended Goldberg's streak, and so that everybody could maybe think that, hey, maybe tonight's the night. Maybe. Maybe. Steve Marcuccilli, 499. Cross should go to the main roster NXT champ, stay undefeated, take the belt off of Roman or Brock. Either match is major money. <laughs> Oh, and let's talk about that tonight. He wakes up in the morning and what does he think about three things? Uh, defending his championship, main eventing WrestleMania, and winning the WWE title, which also is like kind of like a weird order. That's the thing. Again, that, when I, he said that, I was like, okay, they're kind of playing the seeds for him to go to WWE. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Johnny Gargano flukes his way into winning. That's the only way I see him winning is if the plan is to get Karrion Cross to the main roster. That's well, he, don't need, he don't need to be beaten to come to the no. main roster, in my opinion. Like You can bring him undefeated like that super shot just said. I personally, when he said that, wonder if he sleeps in separate rooms from Scarlett. Because why yeah. are you thinking that first thing in the morning when you have Scarlett next to you? Touche. That's a very saying. valid point. Scarlet should have, that should have been when they like split. Scarlet should have come out with just like WTF man and then like just sort of walk to the really? back. That's what you think about in the morning. First thing. First thing in the morning. It's his morning routine. Uh Antoine Fair, five dollars there. Evan Cross speak way too much. Also, Issa rules. That's the super chat I spent five bucks on. Hey. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> 
the less he talks, the better. But I will say, because uh, I hated when he was talking at first, and I still don't like that they make him talk all that much. But I do like when he's intense about it and when he's screaming. Like, he, he does remind me kind of, of the, but when they let Batista talk and he just cut yeah. these really loud, intense promos. But this is not, that's not his strength. That's not what he's going to make if, money doing. If he just growled, that would be enough. <laughs> Seriously, that better, better than most things that uh, they're giving him to say. Uh, million dollar title rematch tonight. Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight. Loser has to be the other one's butler. Uh, and Cameron Grimes is LA Knight's new butler because LA Knight retained. Uh, Alfred, what'd you think of this match? I thought the match was good. I was very surprised by how decisively LA Knight won. Uh, I was expecting some shenanigans, but I mean, Cameron Grimes did a great job building up that drama like that 10 count that he just barely made in the ring. They did such a good job. Uh, barely making the 10 count. And I thought LA Knight's facials were really good. And I thought they were they were really good together in this match. I just was very surprised by how it ended, how the finish was. I wasn't surprised that Cameron Grimes lost, just how kind of decisively he lost toward the end. Yeah, yeah I, I, am, I agree with you. I love that you brought up his facials because that's the one thing that really um, caught my eye was LA Knight's facials throughout the entire match. Really, yeah. really good. He was telling a good story. Um, I, I enjoyed the match. I was like, we're going backwards with two matches today where we have like the ladder match or like the non-sanctioned match. And those matches were so brutal that I was curious to see if tonight was going to fall short, what, you know, some of these guys were going to give us. But I thought that it was fun. They had a normal wrestling match. I thought Cameron Grimes did a good job. And I cannot wait to see what they do with him as LA Knight Butler. It's going to be so much fun. I just hope it doesn't end up being all comedy because like Cameron Grimes is obviously very over and at some point he needs to mm. win this title back i mean the gimmick of this match la Knight, to me was just he was there to play a role tonight in this right i mean he was yeah. out there he's doing his thing but we're there to see cameron when i see cameron win i think more than that though i want to see cameron as la Knight's butler like yeah. and that's the thing that that's what i'm tuning in for next week but la Knight, not even relevant to the equation it's really about how grimes deals with the situation yeah, he's kind of the central figure in this angle. And this is good because this is an advancement. I think they've spent enough time with the million-dollar championship element of this, and they're going to get back to that. But now, in order for them to keep feuding, it needs to go somewhere else. And this is a good turn. This is going to be a fresh new coat of paint in terms of where this feud goes. I yeah. still think that Cameron Grimes needs to ask him if he wants him to shine the title, and he just needs to steal it and take off with it. <laughs> <laughs> and sell it to Baron Corbin to finance his life of crime. Yes, <laughs> and then we get happy Corbin. I mean, how's he going to get happy yeah. after this? It's true. Cameron Grimes should be his financial advisor going forward. <laughs> uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match: Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus The Way, and we have new tag team champions: Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Uh, Issa, what'd you think of this match? I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I love the reveal of the charging. I know that's not what it was about, but how the lights went out and well. then they showed the screen. I really, really popped for that. I'm kind of like. I, I guess it was spoiled online a little bit that it was Tegan Knox, and we speculated mm. on it in the past. But um, I was a little afraid for Io Shirai's future. I was like, if she loses, she's probably going to the main roster, and I'm so afraid of what they'll do with her <laughs> in the main roster that I'm glad that we're going to see her down in NXT for a little bit longer. And Candice alright, man. Everybody's coming for her. <laughs> oh, and also, we had an Index moment afterwards, which is yeah. what this match was really about. Index still going strong. Did you guys forget about that before you saw Dexter? Because I completely kind of forgot. That storyline was out of my mind until I saw it. I was like, oh, that's right. They're a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had. I had. I popped for it because I wasn't expecting it. Probably yeah. because of what you said. It's not in your mind anymore. Somebody recut that when he was lifting her up and walking her out uh, from an officer and a gentleman. 
you know, up where we belong. I want to see that remix. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's necessary, but no, I thought Tegan Knox coming back was great. Uh, Really good. How they did that with her being the distraction there, her getting into it with uh, Candice LeRae. I think there's a lot of directions they can go from here. I'm worried about the women's division. If there are call-ups and just seeing how it affects sort of this balance that they have right now. I just think they have such an embarrassment of riches. I wonder how it's going to change if anyone leaves. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to see some stability now in this women's tag team division because it's yeah. very much starting to mirror the women's tag team division in WWE yeah. where nobody gets a long title reign. You now have these champions who are kind of strange bedfellows. They're not necessarily a tag team. They don't even wear matching gear. And so, like, I want to see a dominant tag team. And I think Zoe and EO could be that team. They should coordinate and actually wrestle. But they're very good as a tag team. So hopefully one of these teams gets to actually have a reign and add value to these titles. Yeah, I, I personally thought that as well. I was like, well, these titles are really going around. Let's just get them steady for, steady for a little bit. And if these two decide to really link up and work together, they could really hold these titles for a while. Yeah. Got this promo backstage from Tony Storm against uh, Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT Women's Champion. Also dismisses Saray wanting a match with her, saying she's not on her level. So we'll see where that goes. Um, then Hit Row, the championship cipher tonight. Yes. Oh, this this won the hearts, minds, and imaginations of wrestling Twitter tonight. Not everybody. Unfortunately. No, 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 we're not everybody. Not everybody. I knew exactly where this was going, and I knew I was going to love it, and I absolutely did. Oh, that me too. Maybe I just follow the right people. Yes. I was thinking everyone <laughs> putting it over. Yes, you do, but I was like, I saw some tweets and some comments, and I'm like, oh, come on, don't don't kill my vibe right now. I was vibing, I had my drink, I'm like, okay, this is this is it, like, keep this, forget about O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and let's just, let's just let them take over the show. But I did see some people that it was just not for them. When they mentioned some potential opponents, I would just love to see that. Similar to how, when remember when Enzo roasted the cruiserweights? I would love yeah. Hit Row just to come out and just, just like roast the entire roster. I'm sure we're due for that one of these days. I mean, I mean, they could do it. I, I thought this was excellent. As somebody who absolutely loves hip hop and even battle rapping, I, I thought these guys were great. And I thought everybody it was was an incredible. I'm a big hip hop guy, so I had no problem. And I can see people who like wrestling, who especially NXT, which is like a hardcore wrestling property. You see, you know, a bunch of black people coming out and rapping and stuff like that. If you don't like hip hop, uh, then you're not going to much like the the music that's going on. You just want to see your wrestling. Uh, but I loved it. I thought that was incredible. And I thought that that was a very unique idea in terms of having very this rapper so. gimmick and having them do this instead of just having this WWE produced kind of rapper gimmick. The cypher is as hip hop as it gets. So I, I loved it. Yes. Yes. And I love that you brought that up because that was my point. Every week they're doing something different and, and refreshing. You're not seeing the same promo, the same moments, the same things from Hit Row. And that's what's keeping them super cool and fresh. I I, I personally loved everything about it. I, I vibe very hard to that. <laughs> and I give them credit for this, that when WWE, and I could see where this cuts both ways a little bit to the viewer, WWE almost simplify, I don't want to say dumbs down, they almost simplify hip hop to make it so yes. accessible yes. when it's on SmackDown and Raw. And they'll even have like JBL or someone on commentary to like give like the corniest reaction to all right. of it, right? This was not, this was not watered down. This was not made accessible. This was not okay. So you're gonna you're gonna rhyme slower 
So people, and you're really going to enunciate the punchlines. Yeah. No, this was very, very credible. It felt very real. And I give them a lot of credit for that. And I think that might be where some people weren't able to get into it, but I like that they strove for authenticity as opposed to presenting something a little more middle of the road. Yeah. And the, the, the average age of these NXT audiences, especially wrestling audiences, 55 years old. Like all I oh, thought true. about watching these guys is happy as it made me. And this kind of made me happier is that, man, how many middle-aged people are they scaring the crap out of right now? I yeah. love it. It reminds me of what we've talked about on this podcast, the Larry Sanders episode when they had Wu-Tang on there and the network didn't want Wu-Tang on there because it might scare middle America. They're a little too urban. Well, how about Lenny Kravitz? He's only half urban. <laughs> I thought about that too. So It's so funny that you say that. I was thinking about this the other day about the genius of Larry Sanders and Rip Torn in particular. Is it every time Artie refers to someone as his good friend, like you believe it. You believe Artie is friends and tight with this person. Right. Is the genius of that show. It's good for uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I thought uh, this was very good tonight. But yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of the NXT audience. The last hip-hop record they bought was the Fat Boys with the Beach Boys doing Wipeout. <laughs> and even that was a little too street for them. Oh, my God, Glenn. <laughs> you savage. <laughs> Although in terms of old school rap, and I'm so excited about this, Apple Music finally added like the UTFO record with Roxanne Roxanne, and it's – and, and the real Roxanne, and it's uncensored, finally. There's no, like, beep for kicking the ass. And I was like, I've been my entire life to hear that uncensored. I've always heard the censored version. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I'm like a lot of songs where I, I have memorized, like, Jay-Z's Takeover. I have the mm. censored version memorized because I saw it so many times when he did it live on NPTV Unplugged, and I wrapped the censored version instead of, you know, the actual bars. <sighs> Can I tell you I found Unplugged, like, three weeks ago online? No, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was in the mood to watch that, and I was like, I thought it was released on DVD. Apparently it was not, or it's not easy to find. Like, I'm going to tell everyone this. It's on Vimeo. Someone uploaded it to Vimeo. If you just search Jay-Z Unplugged Vimeo, you can find it. Oh, you know, I'm watching that for sure. Sat and watched that the other day. It was fantastic. Uh, but no, uh, I think, uh, yeah. And I think even Hit Row could use a little more of, um, I wonder if they would do that. I wonder if they actually censor them. I think their lyrics were pretty. No, that's what I was so impressed about is like he was like aggressive and intense, but he didn't curse once. Yeah. And like, imagine how good he could be if he just had the whole lay of the land to say whatever he wanted. He was very yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then we had to follow this with Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. We went from perhaps the blackest thing on NXT in quite some time to the whitest thing. I said that too. I, said, I literally said, and now back to our regularly scheduled white programming. <laughs> It's a variety show. Yeah. <laughs> For everybody. Everybody For gets everybody. a little something tonight, right? <laughs> so goes with that saying, great match, burner match, Batman versus Superman, knockdown, drag out. Aren't these guys talented? Aren't they telling a story in the ring to well, I feel like I've I've sat through Batman versus Superman. I've sat through this type of match a lot. It's very hard for me to get excited for one of these again. I mean, am I just am I just so jaded? Nope. I mean, maybe, but I'm with you, Glenn. Like, this is a good match. I just didn't listen. My attention as a Bucks fan, maybe it's not fair, but my attention was also the NBA Finals. And so it only took so much from me to be like, okay, let's see what's going on in the NBA Finals because I've seen this match before. I, I've seen them do this. And also, the way this feud is going, this felt like the match they should have had before they had that marathon where they can't do everything, you know? Yeah, that's, so that's I just really kind of, it was kind of burnt down on it, to be honest. That was my issue with it. It was like, where do you go after an unsanctioned match where everything goes and it was so violent and now you're just going to have a regular technical 
wrestling match, okay, they told a great story. Of course, it's, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. When are they not going to wrestle a good match? But it's just like you're going backwards. And um, But, I mean, they still killed it, <laughs> you know, without, without literally trying to kill each other, which is what they did before. But I did feel that, and with also the LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, it feels like the, yeah. all the matches that they did prior to this one was so much bigger with better speculations that that this one, they, it kind of just felt slow. Yeah. But it was it was a fun main event. I did think that Adam Cole was going to win um, because I, I have a feeling they're going to do like the rubber match. You know what I mean? Like they're going to go three on this one. I have a bad feeling yeah. this feels going to continue. <laughs> I was like, Alfred, do you think that Grimes versus LA Knight could have actually main evented this? Yes. I yeah. think it probably, looking back on it, I mean, not that match with that finish because it would kind of send yeah. people sad. But looking back on it, that was the most interesting match here. I think people were really into Cole versus Iraeli. I will say that in the building, they were kind of going back and forth. But I do think in terms of what storyline feels the hottest, definitely LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. I thought the crowd was the hottest. But it might have been because it was the opener, but the opening tag team match, the crowd was on fire for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they would have ended with Grimes versus LA Knight, and Grimes loses, and LA Knight rings a little bell, and then Grimes sits down, and LA Knight sits back and uses him as a footstool, and we went <laughs> off the air with that. Like, come on. That's no better ending. We'd still be laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. You go from probably. that, you're not going to lose anyone for when they show White House down after. Do you guys think that there was a secret hidden message behind Adam Cole's tights because they were money in the bank colored and fun? Wow. Do they still have space for anybody? Yeah, they still have two openings, right? Yes, they do. Wow, interesting. Well, I don't know. I, I think that's wishful thinking. I mean, but maybe? I mean, I'm just saying. I, I pay attention to details, and, and that looked like the money in the bank briefcase. So maybe we'll see oh. him. I don't know. I don't so, know. What's left for Adam Cole to do in NXT? Yeah. <laughs> and Adam Cole winning this is good, but I think Kyle O'Reilly needs, like, if you want Kyle O'Reilly to be a big player, like, he can't be losing. Like, we need yeah, more. but you also cannot bring Adam Cole back to lose because he lost. Well, he didn't win the Fatal Five yeah. win. If he would have lost tonight, then why bring him back? Like, he's too big of a name in their eyes for him to be losing like that, too. That's why I thought Adam Cole was winning here. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing, too. It even felt like that was so obvious. So if right. it's going to main event, we need a big moment. We need something. You yeah. know, I don't know. Some sort of reveal. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez 499 on the women's. Uh, oh, you don't have to read that. Saying good match, but I think they've been switching the women's tag titles too much. Also, Chris Paul's not injured. He's busting the Bucks a 20 point lead. 20 points is nothing in the NBA in 2021. We could erase that in five seconds. Three Bryn Forbes three will get us back into the game. Yes. Uh, Bid Moon Buck 99, give Adam Cole Bebe his music back, please. God, oh my what God. was yeah. AOR's music? These Both themes. Their musics are horrible. horrible. Terrible. Like, how are you supposed to get hyped up? Like, you just had Hit Row, and then these two generic songs just come on, and it's just like, and Adam Cole trying to fit the boom and the baby on this horrible song. It's just awkward. It's weird, and I don't like it. That's the thing you would think. If Okay, so they're going to come up with new Adam Cole music. The one thing it has to have is that cue or whatever the post is to hit where he says Adam Cole, baby. Maybe the music slows down or stops. They've got nothing. It's just No, he's making it happen with the hand signals and the crowd is at least going for it. But I'm like, no. And um, I, I don't like it because at this point, it's like if he was doing like a surprise running and the music hit, I would have no idea who's coming out. 
Right. Yeah. No clue. And this is for a couple of the wrestlers in NXT that have very generic music. Like, if that was like some kind of like main roster, oh my God, this person just showed up. I would have to look at the person coming out to know who it is. That's how generic that music feels. And uh, the big takeaway, like the big loser, is the fact that this great iconic theme music for Undisputed Era is now just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Like nobody got that music. And it's like one of the best music they've had this generation. And it's just there. It's just on the shelf and it's a memory. Uh, Sergio has a good point saying, I thought Bobby Fisher Diamond Mine would interfere in the main event. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it felt like we could have just used a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was no, yeah, but I mean, it was great. American Bash, it was just a name, right? But it wasn't like a takeover pay-per-view. So, but it did feel like it lacked a little something, but it wasn't, it was not not fun to watch. You know, it was two solid hours of wrestling, but there was a couple of things that they could have done better. I really did enjoy Tig and Knox returning the way that they did the sharding thing. I thought that was very well executed. The crowd really took well to her. She got a great reaction. I do feel like this pay-per-view as a whole aired too early. Maybe they should have done it next week and they thought they were in a bind because it was the great American bash. You got to do that on July 4th week, but it definitely aired too early. You can tell by how they booked their championship match the week after and just how the show kind of came about. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like not seeing both of their main world titles, the women of the men's in this, like also heard it too? That stuck out like a sore thumb on this show. Is the fact that it's like- why aren't these people the fit like you saw Raquel Gonzalez? She's in street clothes talking in the back. It's like, this is a pay per view. This is like one of your takeovers almost. Yeah. She shouldn't be defending that title. And I think that's where, you know, looking at what was was great tonight, uh, I think the Grimes LA Night match and the Hit Row segment in particular had so much entertainment value. Right. Just the stakes in the million yeah. dollar title match, the Hit Row Cypher being so unique. Uh, the opening match was great. I think to bookend it though with, with Smash Mouth, like hardcore, great technical matches, definitely appeals to a subset of their fan base. But I think if you're flipping channels, that's not keeping you. I think if you flip channels and you saw the cipher, you're like, what is this? And why have I not been watching this my entire life? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. But you know, um, And it doesn't compare to Great American Bash last year where they did it over the course of yeah, two weeks. And, and that felt huge. We had, we had EO and Sasha. I'll never forget that. That was so good. Like, there was some good matches last year. So if you're going to go back and compare it to that, which we wrestling fans tend to do, right? It doesn't feel like it stands up anywhere near last year's Great American They could have brought someone from the main roster. They could have... That was one of the few Amer- shows on NXT that beat AEW. And yeah. I'm very nervous for the rating on this show next week and that they're going head to head with the NBA finals. And, you know, maybe they'll be a little higher than they were last week, which is the lowest they've done since it came to Tuesday, but I don't think it's going to be that much higher. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. I'm going to go watch that cypher again. Yeah. Oh, we also had that announcement with the, uh, what is it, the NXT breakout tournament. They said some of the guys, and there's a lot of, you know, bigger guys in the tournament. I think half of the tournament is 6-2 and over. Wow. There was a 6-8 one. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like, like, look at NXT trying to get full-size wrestlers. How good. I've got the measurement right here. Andre Chase, 6-2-222. Josh Briggs, 6-8-290. We've got Joe Gacy, 6-1-250. Odyssey Jones, 6-5-405. And Duke Hudson, 6-5-270. Let's go. Full-size wrestling is back in style, baby. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just find the biggest guy and put him in a match with Karrion Cross. That'll be credible. The, the okay. six, the, the six A guy, or there was one in the background. Uh, I wonder what uh, Seth Rollins thinks of that guy. What was his name? The one in the front with the funny suit. 
Uh, well, even Jiro, he's okay, yeah. as much as there's a lot of big guys. I want him to win it all. I love this guy because he wrestles with the jacket. I know I'm not familiar with him, but I absolutely loved him right away. And I love that in his description, he said handsome and, and great style or something like that. And I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Japanese handsome style. I wrote it down in all caps. I wish you guys could see it. Japanese handsome style. He's yes. my pick to win it. I just love this guy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I loved him. I loved him too. I thought all of them made a really good impression. I love that they brought him out there. It was it was fun to see a preview, and, and I'm not familiar with a lot of these guys, which is yeah. what a breakout tournament should be. Absolutely. Justin Lopez, Buck 99, saying honestly, Jones was working dark matches last week. So there you go. You might. I didn't oh hear God. that. I heard he turned some heads. I mean, he's a huge guy. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he looks like. We'll see what these guys, I hope these guys can go because WWE and NXT really do need these bigger, more impressive looking guys. But as long as they can go, you know, I don't want to just see big guys. I want to see big guys who can wrestle. Agreed. Agreed. But I like, let's see what they can do. But like, yeah. I, I'm excited for the breakout tournament. I'm glad they gave them that that segment and we got to see a preview of what to expect. I think it'll be exciting. NXT, uh, consistently my favorite wrestling each week. SmackDown's just a little repetitive. Yeah. Wow. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is going to come for you. But when he doesn't <laughs> show up, Issa, I mean, last Friday, like, you know. My heart still hurts. My heart see? still hurts from that. I look forward to it every week. Every week I, I wait for that moment. Just like how Karrion Cross wakes up in the morning and thinks about the WWE title, I think of Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and see Roman Reigns. What do you think about on Friday? Uh, 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 Roman Reigns. I'm just picturing that she's got this calendar on and every Friday it's got a picture of Roman's face. Everyone she wakes up and just puts an X next to the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's important to have goals. It's important to visualize. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of Fridays, we're going to be back this Friday for SmackDown. And then uh, we've got one more SmackDown after this week for Money in the Bank. Did I see they're taping, pre-taping Raw? Yeah, Raw was week? already taped. So this is the last um, SmackDown in the Thunderdome. And technically speaking, the last Raw was already taped. So there you go. I cannot wait for us to be covering real wrestling again. You know, we're almost there. But it does feel like this week is dragging. Because I want the Thunderdome to be done so bad that these like, last two weeks have taken forever. Oh, Ricky, yeah. in the chat saying this Friday SmackDown is taped already. Maybe it is. I don't know. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Is it? Well, was Roman there? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who what knows? If, Roman, if they say Roman's not on Fridays, I'm going to pull an Alfred and be like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to make the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Issa's going to show up and be like, Legally Blonde was on Paramount Plus. So yeah. I'm just gonna be after that. <laughs> Oh my god! This will be good. So tomorrow night, AEW coverage is back. Yes, it is. Yeah, we uh, we were back last week. It was like we never left, and uh, we'll be doing it again uh, tomorrow. Very cool. Well, hey everyone, have a good night. Happy Great American Bash to you all, and uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Bye. Later, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.